As I said in the video, the two things I have zero tolerance for are liars and bullies, whether individually or through institutions. And this whole case with Matt Miller, the superintendent of Lakota Schools, is the result of both. And since trouble was first announced in August of 2022, the worst in people and those traits has only escalated the problem to the result of this police report, which is available through a public record request with the Butler County Sheriff's Department. And given the pressure and emotion of a situation like this, I am impressed with the investigation and report. I wanted Matt Miller to be innocent, I didn't want to believe what kind of information that a small army of friends connected to his ex-wife was reporting about his behavior during his marriage to her. They had all been triggered by watching how Matt was treating the school board member Darby Body and what came from them to a friend of mine, Vanessa Wells, a former Lakota school board candidate, which I explain in detail in the video, were things that nobody wants to think about. When I saw it, because of the seriousness of it, I instantly recommended sending it to the police because this wasn't tabloid stuff about who was sleeping with whom and for what salacious reason. This is an admission that sent their marriage into counseling and eventual termination because of its audaciousness. And when it comes to public employees, like Matt Miller is, who is the spokesperson for Lakota Schools as a public figure, and everything is paid for with public money, the behavior in a bedroom when it deviates from standard husband-slash-wife activities becomes everyone's business, especially when it involves the kind of behavior that the officers interviewing both his ex-wife and Matt Miller himself revealed. The whole report is bad for the way I see things. It shows a history of a reckless sexual lifestyle that culminated in the point of the entire report, which the Lakota School Board chose not to discuss with the public. They received this report on September 9th and have been reporting to the public that it cleared Matt Miller of any wrongdoing. When referring to the activities reported during an interview with the Lakota superintendent, initially, he said to the investigators that the activities he participated in did not involve minors but that they, as a couple, did participate in sexual encounters, as alluded to elsewhere in the report. Then, as the investigation continued, he admitted that they had pillow talk about role-playing, drugging, molesting, and recording on video sex acts with three juveniles. The police report also references the possession of images of underage nude children that could easily be obtained by correlating his phone at the time or through the carrier. This part of the report was odd because Matt Miller admitted to talking about sex with underage children with his wife as if pillow talk gave him the excuse of any liability. But as all child pornography tends to assume, the downloading of it, the planning of it, or the act of it tends to inspire very severe penalties. Yet under pressure from the investigators, he rationalized this behavior as acceptable social conduct, behavior we wouldn't have known if his ex-wife and her friends had not come forward with information that they were inspired to through the treatment of the board of current school board member Darby Body. It's not like people were looking for dirt on Matt Miller's lifestyle. It came forward through his social interactions and the power of his position. When I first read all the Craigslist information and the many text messages between Miller and his wife, as she was feeling bad about everything, and he was not denying that anything she was saying had happened, I saw it immediately as a case for the authorities. They needed a chance to do the right thing and provide a proper investigation. I wanted this case to be about a messy divorce where an ex-spouse wanted to bring down her husband out of further vengeance for a marriage gone wrong. With the mention of children and their own child involved in pillow talk, I was hoping it all just to be salacious nonsense. But during the interview, Matt Miller admitted that they had talked about it as part of their fantasy talk in the bedroom, and that was it for me. All this occurred in 2019, and as of this writing, this is 2022. 
The only reason we know any of this is because of his ex-wife and her many friends who feel she was an abused person and wanted to defend her publicly. The superintendent's actions against Darby Body were their trigger mechanism to do so. But now we have to question what don't we know. I would certainly hope that sexual fantasies with underage children are not common. A mind that allows itself to think such things are broken and needs help. They certainly don't need to be in charge of 17,000 students behind locked security from the outside world that the superintendent controls exclusively. That doesn't sound like a very safe environment. If little kids are the subject of pillow talk, Matt Miller probably shouldn't have eyes on children under his care. Even worse is the school board's reaction to this report. They read the same thing, yet they punted everything to a third-party investigation, just as they have for CRT. And from the teachers' union at Lakota came a steady stream of denials that there was any evidence, even as everyone had this police report in their hands. They claimed that anything said against Matt Miller was unsubstantiated before they even knew that there was a police report. I received lots of hate mail from community activists who attacked Vanessa and me and continue to spread all kinds of misinformation on various social media platforms trying to do damage control without knowing anything about the facts. I was bewildered as I saw some of these while holding pages and pages of evidence in my hand. I considered much of that evidence hearsay until the police did their investigation. I expected Matt Miller, when interviewed, to say something to the effect, even if he was lying, no, no, I would never think of doing anything sexual to children. I may not care much for the guy, but on a level of basic human decency, I would hope that he would at least not cross that line. But instead, he said it was pillow talk. For the police, is pillow talk illegal when it involves children? Possession of nude photos of children certainly is, and that would seem easy enough to get. We just saw that the Butler County Prosecutor's Office had a family member sent to prison for the rest of his life because of child pornography, so we can only speculate why the words at this time concluded this report. I would agree with Lindsay Sheehan on the evidence. So far, it was a one-sided conversation that would need cross-referencing with carrier data, an inspection of Matt Miller's computer, and further interviews with more witnesses. And who has the stomach for all that, especially on such a large and public case? And who needs all that when you have the superintendent himself admitting to what he did to the officers? That was bad enough. But worse, so many adults supposed to care anything for children were more concerned about protecting Matt Miller than what might be best for children. That certainly wasn't their first priority, as shown by their actions. Rich Hoffman